0: Welcome to Calvary Christian Assembly of God. My name is Pastor Floyd McDonald. And we are looking forward to you tuning in to this week's podcast. Don't miss out on this word from the Lord. 2 Chronicles 29 and verse 1 reads this, and I love this Hezekiah became king when he was 25 years old. How many know you wouldn't have been fit to be running a kingdom at 25 years old? Can I get a witness from somebody? And he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem and his mother's name was Abijah and the daughter of Zechariah. And I noticed this, I love verse 2, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Glory to God, don't you love that? I mean, to know that most times when you come across Chronicles or Kings, this is what it says of most kings, and they do what was evil in the sight of the Lord, just like his father. Isn't it refreshing to read that Hezekiah did what was right in the eyes of the Lord? Amen? And then not only that, I love what it says here. It says that he did what was according to all that his father David or, uh, has done or his uh, ancestor David had done. Now I want you to realize what a stark contrast of his father. If you go back a chapter, you will realize that his dad was a man called Ahaz. And Ahaz in Second Chronicles 28 and verse 24 said that he gathered together the vessels of the house of God and what did he do? He cut them in pieces, the vessels of the house of God and what did he do? Shut up The doors mm, of the house of the Lord and he made them altars in every corner. How many know that wasn't the altar of the Lord but an altar to a little God? If you'll see that in verse 25. And in every several city of Judah he made high places to burn incense unto other gods provoked to anger the Lord God of his father. Now what a stark contrast that is, pastor, and I often wondered how in the world that it would say a scripture that Hezekiah did what was right in the sight of God if Ahaz, his father, didn't do right in the eyes of God. In fact, if you read Ahaz's story, if you go back a chapter or two, you'll see that he sacrificed several of his sons unto false God but I'll tell you this there was one mother called Abijah mm. and can I tell you what happened to her do you know what her name means Jehovah is my father I believe the answer, well pastor, how do you know? How did this happen? I believe the answer is right there in verse one if you'll look. What do you mean pastor? See, before it is mentioned that he did what was right in the eyes of God, the mother's name was mentioned. I don't know about you, but I just believe this, that this mother pulled this son aside and said, I don't care what daddy's doing, we're going to follow Jehovah God. As for me and my house, we're going to serve God. I need some mamas and daddies in this place that will not be ashamed to say, I'm going to raise my children in the ways of God. Sure, their daddy's evil. Sure, their daddy's not following God but guess what I choose as for me and my house we will serve the Lord you can't go wrong and you will not go wrong I am here today because a mother and a grandmother prayed over this boy. Come on, somebody. How many lift up your hand and say, somebody prayed for me, Pastor. I'm here today because I had a mother and a grandmother prayed over me. Come on. How many know that you can change the trajectory of your children and your children's children when you simply want to raise them in the admonition of God? Listen, I am encouraged every time I hear Pastor Bill's story of a mother and father that really didn't raise, Their family in church. See, I didn't come from that. I came from a Pentecostal heritage of lineages of years and years. But there are people inside this building this morning that didn't have the heritage that I had. But guess what happened? Bill and Bonnie Claire, when they were married, how many years ago? 40 years ago hallelujah that said we're going to change the trajectory of our family tree and ask for me in my house we're going to serve God I don't care what mom and daddy did but ask for me in my house we're going to serve God so guess what there's a son, there's another son and another son that loved Jesus today and they're in church today because they decided to raise their kids in the admonition of God I didn't intend for this to be a mother's day but it sure sounds like it though don't it, amen is good I believe the secret of Hezekiah's success was in a mother that invested in her son and made a deposit of the word of God, mamas listen to me give them chocolate pudding but don't forgive them to give them the word of God on, get it on their first birthday. Give them one of those cakes. You know what I'm talking about. Get it, let them get it all over their face. But there's one thing that they can't get away from. And that is, oh, I feel his spirit. And that is the word of the living God. My grandmother used to get around me and I know those times in my head, come on, she'd sit there and say, son, trust in the Lord. And I'll say, yes, with all thine heart and lean not upon thine own." You know what? It was like that at the beginning, but how many know it's become real? It went from my head right down to my heart. I'm just not a head possessor. I'm a heart possessor of these scriptures, and it has changed and rearranged my life. Mamas and daddies, can I tell you, there's all kinds of things buying our attention and buying our kids' attention. If you stick, come on, how many know the iPads getting their attentions, the phones are getting their attentions. Come on, hello, somebody. But how many know they need a grandfather and a grandmother and a mother and a father that will lay their hands on them and say, Lord, I speak the word of the living God in my seed, and I say they're gonna be successful and do the will of the Father in the name of Oh, Jesus Christ everything that Ahaz did notice that Hezekiah simply says this. guys you could turn I could see people freezing to death already that's how good our system is thank you brother Darren glory to God it feels good to me but I already see some of you shivering we're going to cook you like meat hallelujah you're going to look like a piece of meat hallelujah <laughs> amen glory to God listen so I want you to notice this notice notice He did what was right in the eyes of God. Now, I want you to write this down, okay? Put this down. This is a great scripture. Keep your place. Turn to Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, and verse five. Notice this is what we need to do as mamas and daddies, as grandmas and grandpas. Notice what the word of God said in Deuteronomy, chapter six, and verse five. And you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart. Everybody say, all of your heart all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall what? Be in your heart. How many know the word of God said, I will hide his words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Amen? If I want anything planted, it should be the word of the living God on the inside of me. But just don't possess the scripture in the head knowledge. We've got a lot of people, even in universities, and people, liberal professors, I said it, I'm going to say it again, that have a head knowledge of the Scriptures. But how many know it must move from the head down to the heart? That's where the change is. That's where God radically does something inside of your spirit. Lift your hands and say this with me. Come on, everybody, lift your hands and say this with me. Say, I don't want to be a mouth professor. I want to be a heart possessor. Amen. I want to be a heart possessor of the very word of the living God. It belongs to the child of God. Notice what it says in verse 7. You shall teach them diligently to your children. Come on. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down. And when you rise up, you know what that's saying? All day long. I don't care if your kids or grandkids get tired. Keep speaking the word. Let them finish the scripture. Come on, somebody. I can do, I can remember grandma. I I know all things through Christ. Uh, Yeah, absolutely, come on. Can I tell you, it took root in this boy. I'm here today because it it started here and then it went down here and I'm preaching today because it took root in my spirit. And it will do the same thing in your children and your children's children, but you must make it happen. In your life and in your spirit. Notice this. Let's keep going. I just want to let you know of a, how many has ever heard of uh, Henry Hines? I don't really know who that is, Pastor. Some of you have. You've been to the first service you have. (laughs) How many has ever heard of Hines 57 Sauce? Come on, somebody. Woo! I'm making your mouths water right now. Glory to God. This is the will of Henry Hines. This is what he said. He said this, he said, Looking forward to the time when my earthly career will end, I desire to set forth at the very beginning of this wheel as the most important item in it, a confession of my faith in Jesus Christ as my Savior. I also desire to bear witness to the fact that throughout my life in which there were unusual joys and sorrows, I have been wonderfully sustained by my faith in God through Jesus Christ. This legacy was left me by my consecrated mother. A woman of strong faith, and do it I and do and to it I attribute any success that I have attained so the next time you pick up a case or a little bottle of Heinz 57 just go glory to God hallelujah come on somebody now you know the story behind the man amen Do you know that you are where you are today because mama prayed for you? Come on. Because a grandmother prayed for you. Because somebody refused to say, well, just do what daddy did. Come on. I'm telling you the best investment that you can give your children is not Cadillacs, nor lands, nor monies, but it is the legacy of the Lord Jesus Christ and his word in their lives. Cannot go wrong, nor will you go wrong if you deposit that in their lives. Notice what happened as you go back to the scriptures in 2 Chronicles, the 29th chapter. Notice what happened to Hezekiah when he took over at 25 years old. Go ahead, Rick. Come on up here. Look what happened. In the, look at This is so good. In the first year of his reign and in the first month, he opened the doors of the house of the Lord and he repaired them. You know what comes back to my heart when I... Look, everybody look at those two words, two words in that scripture. First, first things first. You know what? It goes back to what we declared of 2019. Jesus first. Matthew six thirty three. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all of these other things. Will be added unto you. You know what I love about it? See, when, when his dad shut up the house of God, closed it up, cut up the vessels, brought uh, undisp- just disp- kind of say despicable things inside of the house of God and shut it up. Can I tell you what happened today? On that day when Hezekiah took over, he said, "I'm going to go clean house." I'm going to bust the doors open. Come on, somebody. I'm here to tell you, listen to me. Some of you need to listen to me right now. You're not a threat to the devil. If you're allowing to close your worship up to God, you're not a threat to him if you've closed the word up. You're not a threat to him if you backed up on prayer. Come on, I'm talking right now. Somebody ain't give me an amen, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. You've closed the door. But honey, well, I believe there's some people in here to say I'm going to bust the door open, God. I'm going to clean the cobwebs out. And I'm going to ask you to do a Holy Ghost spring cleaning up in my spirit, to do a mighty work, to save my family and redeem my family in the name of the Lord. Come on, just let's look at somebody and say, "There's still some things God's working on you about." Come on now, Amen. Josh, come here. See, see, see. I want to let you know. I haven't arrived. Is there anybody that has arrived here this morning? There's still some things that Jesus is working on. There's still some things, come on, that God is still cleaning up. Lift your hand if you say God's still cleaning up some things in my life. I haven't got there yet, Floyd, but God is working on me. And I know this, if I confess my sins, He is faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me of all, come on somebody, unrighteousness don't you think that you've arrived look at somebody and say you haven't arrived there's still some issues there's still some problems but lift your hand and say he's still cleaning me right now God wants to bust the doors open in your family and do a cleansing I just love rubbing his beard hallelujah it's awesome Hey, Sherry loves rubbing it too That's what he said But you know It is clean, hallelujah You know that's what God wants to do I wanted to just give you a, a, An illustration Of God, thank you Josh Of God just wanting to bust the doors Open in your life Now when you bust the doors open and you do what Hezekiah did, first, first, Jesus first in my family, I'm gonna take him to church, I'm gonna give him my tithes, I'm gonna worship him. Come on, when you get in the word, get in prayer, all of those things, when they start lining up, I'm gonna tell you what, the devils, the cobwebs start getting nervous. Come on, somebody. Things start happening, things start shifting in the spirit when you let Jesus on the inside and start cleaning out the house. Is there anybody to say, Pastor, I want Jesus to bust the doors open and clean up my life for his honor and for his glory and for his praise? There's no time to mess around. A lot of people playing. And go back to a lifestyle that they just left the church and go right back into it when they leave the church on Sunday afternoon. That's not what my Bible says. That's not relationship. Relationship is being obedient to the word of God. Being obedient to what God says. Because he says if I do, come on, I'm I'm quoting the word right here. He said my house is going to be built upon a rock. When I'm obedient to the word of God, let the sands come against it. Let the winds blow. Listen, what's going to hold and hold steady is my obedience to the very word of the living God. Let God do the work inside your spirit this morning. Come on. Hallelujah. Listen, let me just tell you what happened. I wish I had time to explain everything that happened when Hezekiah did this. But this is what I want to tell you here. This is my first point, and I won't even get to the title of my message today. Hallelujah. Number one, here it is, here it is. When the priority of Jesus is placed first, he positions himself to show up every time and change lives. Hallelujah! What happened, pastor? This is what happened. I don't have time to go into it, but this is what happened. Number one, the temple was cleansed. Number two, worship was restored. The number three point was kings worship affected others' worship. Pastors, I'm glad, but I'm gonna tell you something. Listen, if the pastor ain't worshiping, the people ain't gonna worship. If the daddy and mama ain't worshiping, your children ain't gonna worship. If it don't matter to you, it won't matter to them, but how many say it matters? I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. The key is this I will. Everybody say it. I will. Say it again. I will. I've willed in my heart. I've willed in my mind. Let the devil come against me. I've already made up my mind that he is my all in all and I will not stop worshiping him. Kings worship affected others. Keep going Tim. Idol worship was destroyed. Read that in second chronicle. I think it's like right around 1, 2, or 3. Pastor Bill, tithing was taking place. Glory to God. Simply put, a move of a Holy Ghost revival happened in the nation. And word got out in the other. Come on, somebody. That God was moving. How many want revival in our nation? I'm going to tell you something. Look at me. Revival's messy. Because when God gets to moving by his spirit He exposes things in our life That need to be exposed It's our mediocrity Come on somebody Lethargic attitude I'll show up this week Next week I won't be here It's getting quiet up in here What happened to the day of faithfulness? I'm not talking about you going on a vacation or planning something with your family. I'm talking about being consistent. Come on, somebody. God is sick of people that are having half-hearted attitudes. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but I just want to tell you this right now. Listen, it doesn't behoove me if I was going to have heart surgery and lay on the table and I have a a half-hearted surgeon that wants to do surgery on me. How many wants a half-hearted surgeon to do surgery on you? Lift your hand right now if that's you. How about an airplane pilot if you boarded a plane today? Well, he's, half, he's a half-hearted pilot. Come on, somebody. How many say, give me a, give me a parachute? Glory to God. Come on, somebody. I mean, no, that take a little bit more faith. Amen. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. You know what? Why is it different then if we believe that for the, the, the heart doctor and for the pilot that it is in the house of God? I'll take that as an amen that you're listening to me right now. Come on, God wants us to be consistent. He's looking in these last days to see some mamas and daddies that will rise up, even when a daddy won't rise up. Abijah simply said this, I will not let Hezekiah be exposed to what his daddy is doing because I believe what my name says. Abijah's name meant Jehovah is my father. And so I'm going to pass that heritage, right? See, there's not a lot. That's the only scripture, Becky, in the Bible about Abijah. But how many know that was enough to see Abijah's name right there beside Hezekiah, especially what it said, and he did that which was right in the eye of the Lord. God will cause revival in your home. Let me tell you what else happened. You're already there. 2nd Chronicles 30. I gotta move. 2nd Chronicles 30 verse 25. This is what happened. The whole assembly of Judah started rejoicing. How many know when Judah, how many know Judah means praise? And when Judah started doing what they were called to do, things started to shift and also the priests and the Levites and the assembly that came from Israel and the sojourners who came from the land of Israel and those who dwelt in Judah. There was great joy in Jerusalem. How many want joy in your house again? How many want peace in your house again? You know the only way you're going to get it? Let Jesus show up with his cleaning supplies. Come on. Let Jesus, by his blood, cleanse that junk, those elements of the flesh and the things of this world. I know it's not a popular message, but I'm not here to be popular. God wants you to repent and ask him to forgive you of your sin. Then guess what's going to happen? A change, revival, a move of the Holy Spirit will transition your family and in your life. He's ready. But are you ready to open up the doors? And are you ready to simply say, "Come on in, Jesus. It's filthy in here." I remember as a young man, I had a heart there was a lady that came to one of my first jobs. I worked at in Stanley, North Carolina, was a grocery store called Jones Brothers. And it was one of those places where back then, we put everything there was no plastic sacks. I may remember the paper bags. And we had this cart that we put everything in the paper bags in a big old cart, and we'd take the groceries out for them. Yeah, I may remember that. This that's, don't happen a whole lot anymore. <laughs> and so there was a woman that constantly came around, and I really felt sorry for her. She was an older woman, but she kept pulling a basket. And I said, you know, I said, do you mind if I, I don't mind coming to your house, bringing whatever you need, blah, blah. I didn't realize, and this was before it really was tagged as anything, when I walked into her house, God bless this, God bless her, God bless her. She's gone on to be with the Lord. But her hole from from the floor all the way up to the ceiling, it was stacked with newspapers throughout the whole house. I'm wondering how in Jesus' name she got that newspaper on the top roof. She was a hoarder. I didn't even know what that was back in the day. You know what I'm talking about? Do you know that there's a lot of people spiritually, when they pull away from the things of God and back up, not training their children in the ways of God, you allow the elements of this world. It's okay for certain things in movies to come in your, your house. Oh, I'm preaching now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And filthiness come on out of your mouth that starts coming out of your mouth. Oh, this is tight, but it's right. Say that with me. Say, Pastor, it's tight, but it's right. And so we start, why are you going backwards? Because you're backing up. You're backing up from the things of God, and you're backing up. And when God is saying you're backing up, you're back. So it's okay to take a Michelob here and there. It's okay to take a drink here and there. Can I tell you this? What you're causing is filthiness to enter into the house. And Ahaz backed up and backed up and backed up and backed up and backed up. Can I tell you this is not the time? Come on, somebody. How many say I'm opening up the doors and I'm asking Jesus, would you come in, Holy Ghost, and reveal to me what? I I've got in my life and created me a clean heart and cleanse me from my sin so I can walk holy before you and righteous before you, God. This is what happened. Because it continues here. Look what it says. There was great joy in Jerusalem. Whew. And those, and for since the, let me just say this, it says, verse twenty-six. There was great joy in Jerusalem, for since the time of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, there had been nothing like this in Jerusalem. Whew. Then the priests and the Levites arose and blessed the people, and their voice was, "Oh, glory!" I don't have a voice to even holler, "Hallelujah!" You know what happens. I'm going to tell you that society and culture has tried to make the church shut up and not say anything. But how many in this house will say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Set your voice like a trumpet. Don't be ashamed, church. Come on, help me right now. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, open up your mouth if you're redeemed and give Jesus praise right now if you love him and thank him. Flags are being distributed in our culture and they unashamedly say what the culture says. It's time that the church rises up and say Jesus still is Lord of all. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Brother Scott, they heard him from the next city over. What is going on over in Jerusalem? Can I tell you, your neighbors need to hear you. They already heard you fighting too many times. Let them hear some joy that's coming out of your house. To say, hey, we come over because we heard a joyous occasion. Are you having a party? Oh, yes, I'm having a party. Jesus, come in and cleanse my house. And I'm not the same person that I used to be. Glory to God. Don't shut up your testimony. Don't shut your mouth. This is the day. This is the time. This is the hour. Open up your mouth and declare what God has done in your life, that he has forgiven you. Quit living in the past. Come on, somebody. i got to say that to somebody. Quit living to let the devil dictate what your past is. If you've put it under the blood and you've asked Jesus to forgive you, guess what? Walk in that forgiveness and go forward in the name of the Lord God. Hallelujah. Listen, there was great joy in Jerusalem and in that city, and they heard it. And there, what happened? I love this more than anything. Their prayer came up to his holy dwelling place. I don't know about you, but about just getting the attention of others, how many say, I want to get his attention? I want to get the attention of the Lord on my family. And in my life, and it went up to the dwelling place, and it went up to heaven. Number two point, here it is real quickly. When we decide to let Jesus clean house, our families are affected. Our relationships outside the families are affected. Our worship to him is restored, and we can't help but lift the name of Jesus higher in shouts of praise. One of the hardest things is a pastor, and I want to tell you this well, that's all you, you just work one day a week, Pastor. That's all you do. <laughs> I'm gonna glory, a hallelujah, slap in the name of Jesus. Do you know this that this what I'm doing today is really 20% of the ministry? Standing behind this pulpit and delivering the word week to week and studying and preparing. It's 20% of what I do. The next t- next percentage of what I do is spending time with people. And I know there were some issues going on in a f- brother of mine. One of the hardest things to do, the word of God describes the five-fold ministry, is to exhort and to lift up. But sometimes rebuke and to reprove is a hard thing. But how many know that it's necessary? So brother was kind of just going through, and he was allowing some junk in his family and I pulled him aside because I'm going to be honest with you I've worked for a lot of pastors and the things that have bothered me is this is that we know about it but something wasn't done and it was pushed under the rug come on somebody now it's not my job to go in his house and correct it but if I know about it I need to address it and it's still going I need to address it come on I know that ain't popular. Come on, somebody. And can I tell you, it was hard for me to confront and say, I want to tell you something, brother. These are some things that are going on. First of all, I want to find out, is it true? Yes, it's true, Pastor. This is what's going on. Do you know what the Word of God says? Oh, Pastor, I know that it's wrong, and I shouldn't be allowing it to go on in my house. Then i tell you what. Listen, we need you as the man of God to stand up for righteousness and say, I will not allow this in my house because I refuse to violate the word of the living God I want to walk according to the word it's not going to be popular pastor I don't even know what to say and I begin to lay it out and say A B C and D say this he said I'm scared I don't know how they're going to react listen I said don't worry about that let God take care of the rest of it he came back two or three weeks later he said pastor I want to tell you i followed everything that you asked me to do and my daughters and my family started lining up and saying thank you dad for setting the example and speaking righteousness in our house my God we need some daddies and mamas that will stand up for righteousness and say I will not compromise what the word of God said do we have any men this morning that will stand up right now and say I will not compromise I guess I got a few men I guess I got a few men, I guess I got a few ladies that want to stand up and say, I will not compromise in my house. About 75% of you finally getting it, hallelujah. Your Lord, wake up. Jesus didn't do no pity patty when he came into the temple. Come here, Travis. act like he's the money changer and I'm going to tell you what he had I wish I had a whip this morning (laughs) you know what this world especially this culture is amazing to me because we're so seeker friendly in our churches now they want to paint a nicey nice Jesus I'm serious exchange money Travis just act like you're doing this Here's here's their picture of a nicey nice Jesus that we hear about. You need to stop doing that. Thank you. That is not the Jesus that I read about. There's two occasions, many of you have put it together. No, there's two occasions where Jesus cleaned out the temple Matthew 21 and John chapter 2. Read it for yourself. Honey, he came in there. Hallelujah. And when they were, come on, do it, exchanging money, and they were doing the thing, he's afraid I'm going to hit him. Hallelujah. <laughs> How many know Jesus didn't hit him? Come on, somebody. But he did go in. Come on, because how many know that was not their house? I got to say that again. It wasn't their house. It was his house and he said it shall not be called a den of thieves but a house of prayer. Honey, he went over there and turned over the money table and got things right. Listen, let's run everything out that is hindering our worship toward the living God. Sit down, money changer. (laughs) Hallelujah. I got you anyways. Listen to me. I'm having fun. Let me, let me, I wish I had more time to describe this, but listen to me. Some of you don't know the background of the story. You just think, well, Jesus had a righteous indignation, and you're right. He ran those things out because those things were displeased, and I agree with those statements, but it goes deeper than that. If you study the history of this, I want you to understand, this where this happened was there were three courts into the temple. This was the court of the Gentiles. Gentiles were allowed to worship, but only to this point. They could not go beyond where the Jewish court was at. But at least they were allowed. But what was happening was sales of goats and sales of pigeons that were happening for the sacrifice. They would double those things. And then not only that, not take Roman money. They would take temple money. And then the priest would be greedy and take all of those things. And Jesus said, if anything is coming or permitting them to worship, that's why I'm upset today. Can I tell you today that the same ministry is still happening. If there's anything that is truly hindering your worship to God and who God is in your life, it's time for Him to clean house and let Him clean house. Even if it means you're not going to be popular in the house. Even if your loved one, your wife, or your husband. and This is not scriptural, and I want to tell you this. So I'm just telling you a story from my own home. She could have left him a long time ago, had the biblical grounds to do so, because he beat on her. How many know we don't deserve any of that? Come on, let's be real. But this woman was determined in our church back home Talked to by my grandfather and grandmother, but she was determined, I'm gonna love this man and I'm gonna continue to speak the word and I'm gonna continue to go to church and I'm gonna continue. Mama, you know, I'm talking about Sister Hall. And she said, I'm gonna continue to believe for the salvation of my husband. She chose to remain in that house, and that's her business. She didn't have to biblically because she was getting beat on, but she continued to say this. She said, I'm gonna continue to speak life over my husband or her husband used to get so mad when she'd get in the car and say I'm going to prayer meeting I'm going to church I'm going to serve God that husband was I believe judgment fell upon him but on his deathbed my grandma and grandpa walked in that room that man that used to beat on his wife became humble in that moment And repented before the Lord. And repented before his wife. And he lived about two or three more weeks. But that man was faithful in serving God. Aren't you thankful for the grace and the mercy of God in that moment? I'm not condoning beating. I I mean, you know what I'm saying. And I'm just telling you a story. She continued to love on that man and continued to stand up for righteousness. And continued not to. She said, I'm not going to compromise here. I will stand up and God showed up when we decide to let Jesus clean house our families are affected our relationships outside of our family are affected our worship to him is restored and we can't help but lift up the name of Jesus and shouts Yeah, I'm here to tell you before I close this service out God desires your whole heart and I will tell you this The Word of God says real quickly, you know, I'm not going to read this entire passage, but 2 Chronicles 31, 20 and 21, it says this. At the end of that scripture, it it says this. Hezekiah did throughout all Judah, he did what was good, right, true before the Lord his God. Verse 21, and in every work that he began in the service of the house of God, in the law and in the commandment to seek his God, he did it with all of his heart. And then it says this, I love this, and then he prospered. How many say, Pastor, I want to prosper. I want to prosper in everything I do for the Lord. This is it. Whole heart. Here it is. Here it is. Where's it at? Here it is right here. Here it is. God desires for us to operate with a whole heart. What do you mean the whole heart? When you're talking about, Pastor, whole heart, what do you mean by that? That means the inner man. It means the mind. Come on. It means the intellect, the understanding. It means the knowledge, the thinking, the memory, the seat of the emotions, the passion, Listen, what is it saying? God desires for us to operate with the whole heart, number one, here in love. We already read it this morning. Deuteronomy 6 and 5. You shall love the Lord God with 25% of your heart. Thank you. Some of you are listening today. Hallelujah. With all of your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. What else? He desires for you to have a whole heart in obedience. Psalm 119, 2. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their In repentance Joel 2.12 Yet even now declares the Lord Return unto me with all your heart With fasting, weeping, and with mourning And with all you type A personalities This is what God's saying to you today Trust in the Lord with Come on, come on type A Say it real loud All your heart and lean not upon your own understanding. In prayer, he wants your whole heart. Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. you will seek me and you will find me. Here's the key. When you seek me with all your heart. You weren't a threat before to the enemy. Because your house was filthy. And dirty, and you just allowed everything and anything to you locked up the doors. But when you allow Jesus to open it up, touch yourself. I say, I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. Go this with me, do like this. I'm opening the doors to Jesus, and I'm saying, Jesus, come on in, cleanse me, make me new, refresh me touch me now Now guess what you've become a threat to the kingdom of God Ooh, it's for real now hallelujah and I want you to notice I didn't even get to the title of my message today and I can keep you for another hour Look, Lord, Look, y'all looking at them go ahead Nikki you see what they're doing you see what they're doing you know right now y'all are getting hope saying oh praise God he's getting ready to close glory to God I am and I told him to do it but listen I want you to notice this this is where I'm going to keep you because I'm going to keep going with this message. Not next week because i got another message God's Give me, but I'm going I'm to jump right back on it. I am. I'm going to jump right back on it. So that way you come back. Everybody say, yeah, now you got to come back and hear the rest of the story. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, look, I want to show you what happened. Here it is. I've showed you everything that God did. I showed you Hezekiah getting things right before the Lord. And I'm, I want you to notice this, but notice where we get into the meat, too, of a scripture in 2 Chronicles 32 and verse 1. After these things and the establishment thereof. I want you just to think about that for a moment. We're going to get it talking about Sennacherib because it starts getting into a man called Sennacherib. But just think about that first portion. After these things and the establishment thereof. See, God wants some people that's going to have a resolved prayer. Island, what comes your way? I've got a resolve, praise. After the establishment and after these things have happened, oh, look at me, everybody. The devil ain't gonna leave you alone. In fact, you became a bigger threat. You know what I'm saying? If God is for it, bring it on, devil. Then who can be it? I mean just go like this. Say bring it home, devil. Cause guess who's behind me? Come on somebody. Lift your hand and say, guess who's behind me? Who's got my rear guard? Oh, come on. Say, say this. Guess who's got my front guard? Come on. Guess who's got my side guard? Guess who's got my left and my right? Come on. He surrounds me. Hallelujah. Glory to somebody. ought to give him praise right now. As God is our refuge, our strength, our very present help in the time of trouble. After these things were established, oh, we're going to see what Hezekiah did. I'm going to put this to you right now. You can read it. To be continued. But how many say this today? Say, Pastor, I got to resolve praise. I'm going to praise him. I've made up my mind. I've let him clean the house 30 years ago. And he's still cleaning up my house. The devil liked to creep in and start a a cobweb here and there. but Aren't you glad that the Holy Ghost reminds you and say, Floyd, that area needs to be cleaned up. Repent of that. You need to ask me to come in and get rid of that in your life. Yes, Lord. Aren't you glad of those Holy Ghost reminders? Come on, somebody. When the toilet bowl starts getting a little dirty, I know you don't like to think about that right now. Come on, somebody. I came in this morning and i was giving Drew a hard time. They had a lock-in, you know, two this morning. I went past the nursery and, oh, Lord, have mercy. A dirty diaper was left over two or three days ago. How many know what I'm talking about? That smell was ungodly. Come on, somebody. You know what? You know what we need to do? I don't need to have those ungodly smells and those things in our lives. It's of this world. Jesus to clean it up lift your hands with me come on and say Lord I want to be clean I desire for you to wash me Lord stand with me keep your hands lifted hallelujah Lord bless your name Lord Jesus right now let me hurry if you're not in the place where you should be with God and you know where that's at you're you're lost you're not walking with God You came to this church because somebody invited you today, but it's not by chance, sir, ma'am, that you're here in this place. But you're not walking with the Lord. He loves you today. He wants to run that sin out of your life. All you must do, guess what the Word of God said in Revelation? Somebody, come on, church, help me pray. He says this, I stand at the door and I knock here's the good thing about Jesus he won't force his way in he only comes in when he's invited so right now will you invite the Lord in Will you let me pray with you? Will you let me let, allow this staff to pray with you, sir, ma'am? Because right now, can I just be real with you? Come on, Saints of God's agreeing with me. And I'm just, listen to me right now. I'm being very honest with you. I'm not patty-caking uh, 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 the, the Word of God. There is a real hell. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Will you invite them in? I don't want to hear the words, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. No, the words that I desire to hear, the ultimate words that I desire to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of the Lord. Are you without Jesus today? Would you come right now? Let me pray for you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. If you want more information about Calvary Christian Assembly of God, please click onto the link in the podcast. God bless you.